On today's show, we've got several strategies that can help you reduce your taxes in retirement. That and more just ahead. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida sitting here with Moise Param every single week, enjoying the opportunity uh, just to sit with you guys, bring good quality financial advice, not just about the markets, but also about planning and ultimately the well-being of your money, making sure that everything that you do uh, is the right thing. You know, you're out there controlling the controllables. You, you dedicate 40, 50, 60 hours a, a week to go and create cash flow, to build a nest egg, to build uh, an estate so that you have the ability to transition those hours uh, in exchange for income to eventually your assets for retirement. And that's the key. And we want to make sure that you guys get the right information, truth about finance. And so, hey, Mo, man, we're here another week, man. You doing all right? I'm doing good, Andrew. I'm doing good. Great week. Uh, just preparing for the holidays. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. So, uh, yeah, great, great time of the year for us. We love it. We love yeah, it. Absolutely, man. And you're right. I mean, Thanksgiving just uh, several days away here. So, so. I'm with you, man. Such a great time of year to to be thinking about, you know, family and giving and, you know, the, the real meaning of life. Yeah, especially with all the challenges we've had this year, be, you know, this time of season, in my opinion, you kind of get you push that away. Right. This is about family, giving thanks, being, uh, you know, just grateful for what we have and uh, and spreading love and just being thankful and uh, passing that love around. You know, for, for many of you guys that are that are consistent listeners on the show, you guys know that me, my wife, my three boys and and my grandmother have had the opportunity to to well sell our home and Good. and we're now in a transition phase living with uh, actually my mother so <laughs> if you need to pray you know think of praying for her every now and then <laughs> but uh, but no it's been really good because like we talk about family mo you know we we went through uh 2021 and I lost my father to covid and and so mom's alone after 40 plus years of marriage and and you know you're right i think you know having the opportunity to be with her through this season like that's that's the true meaning of life you know yeah. to be able to spend that time together through the holiday season. And, and so, yeah, Hey, just, uh, words of advice out there, go, go hug somebody, love somebody and, uh, and, and take care of the most important things that that's key, especially through this, this holiday season. But we do have to check off some items we on do. the show. We do. We uh, do. Some important items that are that are also very important to the well-being of of our listeners' assets. And and this topic that you've brought up here at the start of the show is is taxation. And you also mixed and correlated that word with reduce. And that's that's going to catch everybody's ears because we all have a goal to reduce taxation. You know, taxes is a big burden for a lot of our uh, clients, a lot of retirees. Uh, especially, you know, as they get into retirement, trying to figure out this tax game, you know, and and when I think about the transition to retirement, one of the biggest challenges I think, Mo, that people face is, you know, th they've been working, uh, you know, for for those especially that were W two employees, you know, they've been working just paying into the system, and now they really got to be mindful about how they pay the tax because you know they're distributing assets. They a lot of them don't have uh, withholdings taken out, and so they're hit with some uncomfortable bills. And right. you know, it's just a whole new uh, new scenario, new season of life. Yeah, like you said, uh, that I think the biggest transition is um, you know for, throughout your working history, like you said, Andrew, you've been working and paying into taxes, and for some, that's been pretty easy. You know, you just uh, your company's been taking the taxes out based off what you know what what you put what you put down, and now we're starting to look at transitioning to 
uh, some forms of guaranteed income. If you're lucky enough to have a pension, that's one stream of income coming in. And then um, uh, Social Security is another stream of income coming in. But then really, when you start looking at how are you going to make distributions from your retirement assets, whether it's a brokerage account, which is taxable, whether it's your IRAs, which are taxed as well, or if it's your Roth, which are, are tax-free, when you start looking at the combination of those distribution streams, then you have to play the tax game on your own hand because uh, both of, all three of those strategies, the taxation on those accounts and those withdrawals are different. It kind of reminds me of this uh, quote that uh, a federal judge by the name of Learn Hand mentioned, and he says, America has two tax systems, one for the, uh, one for the informed and one for the uninformed, and they're both legal. And essentially what he's basically saying is that the tax codes are there ready for everyone to use and implement for their own taxable um, events and making sure that you understand how to implement those systems for your own tax plan will help you in some aspects reduce taxes or at least pay the fair amount of taxes that you justifiably owe and not give more back to the government um, the money that you've worked hard to save and build for this season of life. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when we think about that, some listeners are thinking, oh, my gosh, that seems overwhelming. How do I play this tax game? How do I, you know, how do I really successfully build tax efficiency within my estate and in my investments? And, you know, a I think a lot of people would naturally default to say, you know, are you are you advising Andrew and Mo that I use a professional, you know, like a CPA or accountant or a tax preparer, you know, go to my local, you know, H&R block type uh, setup and file my tax returns. And I do think it's important to know that that those individuals that serve in that um, profession, uh, first off, they're incredible at what they do, incredible at what they do. And they're absolutely needed uh, to, to handle preparation and things like that. But what we have found is fun in the financial services industry is that a lot of times, even my own personal CPA, which we should bring them on the show at some point, their focus is to really reduce tax liability that year. Okay. That's their angle. And, and so, but, but what we have found in, in financial planning is that ultimately it may not be the best thing to reduce taxes that year. Mm -hmm. Real tax planning throughout your financial plan is, is kind of understanding, you know, what is the right rate? for you to pay and the timing in which you should pay it. And that's very important to implementing a good tax strategy. So, so I, I would say to all of our listeners out there, don't, don't just quickly assume that your individual, whoever you're hand using to, to handle your tax returns is actually helping you play the game. Now I'm not saying they're hindering you. I'm just saying that they're not going to come up with the ideas and the tax strategies. They're going to come up with the, the elements that are needed just simply to reduce taxes that year. So, so let's dive in. This is probably going to take two segments for sure to, right. to really cover, you know, what we mean about tax planning and things to consider in Q4. Um, but let's start with just how people save. Okay. Uh, you know, the majority of Americans have, especially, you know, since pensions are gone and, and, and those are not really available to most retirees, they have decided to take the route of retirement accounts, defined contribution accounts, such as 401ks, IRAs, SEPs, TSPs, 403bs, those type of investment accounts through their employers as they've been advised to get the match. And now they're, they're rolling into retirement with half a million, a million, two million, three million of investable assets that literally they've never paid taxes on. Um, and, and you think about like, look at that across the country. 
I mean, how much money do we have saved in these type of yeah, retirement accounts? I believe accounts? that the number is about $7 trillion that are saved in these retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, TSP, all these uh, tax-deferred accounts, which, you know, ultimately, like you mentioned, Andrew, most most of us are saving in those in those, uh, in those those arenas, in those avenues, in those accounts. But what, what you don't realize is because you've been avoiding the taxes or I would say deferring the taxes down the road, now when you retire and you start making withdrawals from these accounts, guess what? it's time to pay the taxes. And all of a sudden you realize that it's a little different on when you start making these withdrawals on how they impact your overall income. So when you think about, you know, one of the things that people ask when we do these retirement workshops throughout the, uh, throughout the Southeast is, it, Mo, or Mo and Andrew, I'm getting, I've heard Social Security uh, can be taxed. Is that the case? Well, it can be taxed, right? Depending on what's considered uh, provisional income. And what that means is provisional income is, in your mind, think about anything that can be calculated as far as income, whether it's, uh, uh, well, first of all, the calculation starts up half of your Social Security benefits. Then you look at if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, well, you start calculating that number in there. Then maybe rental income, interest from municipal bonds, distributions from IRAs, all of these count as what's considered provisional income. And right now, if you're married filing jointly, if that number calculates to 44000 or above, then guess what? 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxable. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, if you think about some of the decisions that you've made um, um, while you were saving in these tax-deferred accounts, well, one thing that isn't counted within provisional income is Roth accounts. So when you start thinking about, well, how can I dis can I how can I reduce my either my taxes on my social security or just taxes overall throughout my retirement, then one avenue to look at is the possibility of Roth accounts because these accounts are tax free when you make these withdrawals. Yeah, but 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 Mo, we're talking about people here that possibly don't have the ability to save anymore. Right. So they're not they're not sitting in a position where they can just all of a sudden start contributing to a Roth. Maybe they're already retired. Mm -hmm. You know, they've already built the retirement assets and they look back and say, you know, yeah, of course, you guys are right. I, hindsight's 2020. I should have put, you know, all of my money that I did in the 401k, I should have put it in the Roth. Um, but what do I do now? And and so we'll, we'll definitely touch on how to get your money out of the IRA and into the Roth because that's a super uh, big point when it comes to tax planning. But I want to take a step back. Because I think you brought up a good point with Social Security. When, when, when someone retires and they're really focused in on retirement planning, they've got their investment structured correctly, and now they're saying, you know, I need to figure this thing out on taxes. Uh, one of the first things that we do here as a firm is we're trying to figure out exactly what the income gap looks like. Because, because income, obviously, that's everything in retirement. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. Okay, so everything is really built off the idea of one's ability to create cash flow or, or income. We use those words interchangeably consistently throughout retirement. So I do think it's, it's true that we, before we can talk about conversions, which we'll talk about in the next segment, before we talk about, you know, any other tax strategies that we would implement, we first have to really understand this income gap, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the big disconnect that some people may have. The retirement readiness review is here and available for those who call in. Um, I would say, you know, for those who are self-managing and doing things on their own, that's great. But if you're looking for really an, uh, strategies, if you're really looking for a partner to help you 
stay retired, and put together this analysis for you. This is what this call is for. So give us a call at 800-419-6164, 800-419-6164, and ask for your retirement readiness review. You're absolutely right, Mo. And, and coming up next, we're going to stay right here and continue to work through this whole conversation about taxes and things to consider in Q4 2022. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Knight here with Moise Farum. And, uh, oh, man, listen, we have a great time every <laughs> single week bringing truth and reality to money, finance, taxes, planning. More importantly, to give you the advice that you need to ensure that you can execute, implement a quality retirement plan, financial plan, regardless of your season of life. And, and by the way, seasons do change. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important, as we all know, especially navigating the, the last part of 2022, a year that's really brought uh, reality to all of us that seasons do change. That's right. And we need to be, be cautious and careful about things that, uh, that we're doing and how we're handling risk and how we're implementing plans and, and make sure that we, we do have a good, solid quality plan in place. So we, you know, Mo, we're, we're in the middle of this conversation about taxes and, and taxes is one of those subjects that, you know, a lot of people listening to the show, it just, it, it, the, the word in and of itself almost becomes so overwhelming that it's like, Hey, I'm tuning out. This is just not my thing. Um, but we talk about the importance of one's ability to understand how to implement, or maybe not even how, but if they need to implement a retirement plan, uh, how much money actually leaves uh, our retirees that have worked so darn hard, I mean, 40, 50, 60 hours a week for 30, 35, 40 years. And, and literally behind the scenes, the government's just sucking the money away in this whole thing called taxes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, taxation on social security, taxation or increased cost on health care, uh, required minimum distributions, wrapping up this whole the whole issue when it comes to taxation. So, so we're really just bringing this to them the importance and the value behind taxes. So, what we've really talked about thus far is first and foremost understanding uh, what's the most important part about your retirement before you can create a, and implement a tax plan. And, and we we're, we stopped the last segment uh, on this topic income gap. So. When, when someone walks into our office, what we're doing is we're basically saying, okay, we know exactly when you're going to retire. Maybe you, all, you are already retired. And let's look at your natural inflow first, okay? Understanding that retirement is a game of income, we're going to look at what we already know to be true about their natural inflow. Now, you threw a lot of these elements out here, things such as Social Security, uh, you know, for a husband, possibly a spouse. Um, maybe they have a pension plan in place. Right. Okay, we're looking at what is already created and what is not, but they're ready to pull the lever. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Okay, so let's say, let's give an example so we can kind of paint a picture for our listeners. Let's say we have a, you know, a 63-year-old uh, male retiring okay. and his wife is 62. Okay. Okay, now they're eligible for Social Security. They can take Social Security today, but but the gentleman's like, you know what, Andrew, I'm, I'm actually going to retire at the end of 2022 and, you know, we, we've done a, a pretty decent job, we feel. We've, we've put some assets back. Although we don't have a pension, uh, we feel very comfortable about our retirement. And their questions are, hey, should I take Social Security? Should I not? I have the option to or to defer. Um, but, but we're addressing their situation. No natural inflow has been turned on yet. And 
we're looking at what's the next thing, their income expenses. And, and, and also what I, what, I, what I hear in this situation is you're starting the year at a 0% tax bracket, just naturally, because we don't know there's no guaranteed stream of income. Right. Yet that's been turned on. So now this is what goes back to the first segment when I mentioned about playing the tax game on your own on your own field. And so because we know there's no no guaranteed form of income coming in at this point. Now we can look at the options available. Now, do we take Social Security? Well, you know, depending on the amount right here, we're going to start to build this this taxable bracket. But let's say they have a brokerage account, a IRA, and a, and a Roth in some aspects. Now, depending on which level we turn on, now we can start to really figure out which tax bracket he can be in and they can be in because depending on which levers we choose and how many we choose at, at one time. Yeah, so so let's say that we identify Derek and Sheila's uh, expenses. And let's say their expenses are um, – 50 grand. You know, 50 grand. Yeah, we'll keep it simple. So $50,000 a year. Now – as a financial planning firm, there's a lot of things that really just kind of come to mind. You mentioned a few of them, but other things that I'm automatically uh, thinking of as as these, you know, Derek and Sheila's financial advisor is, well, I wonder where their insurance is coming from. Okay, now you say, well, Andrew, what does that matter? We're talking about taxes. Well, remember that the the IRS has this. Uh, creative ability to somehow, you know, tighten and, and wrap a, a rope around all these things and make them interconnected. So when you flip one switch, another switch gets turned off or on, right? So one of the things about an early retirement that just kind of a little side nugget here is, hey, if you retire like Derek and Sheila at 63 and 62 years old, um, you know, maybe maybe they don't have insurance, so they're going to need to purchase insurance. But mm -hmm. what's the what's the the convenient thing about the insurance system that's in place right now? Um, it, well, it's the fact that your uh, premium adjustment, basically the amount of money that the government's going to give you to help and assist pay for your your health insurance premiums, is based off of your income. Now, Derek and Sheila, like you said, Mo, they may be worth a few million. Right, they may have plenty of investable assets. They may have uh, no debt, but what do they also not have? Income. Income. Right. So now they're in a situation where they also can participate in getting income at a reduced value, okay, or reduced premium, because they have no reported taxable income. Just something to consider in in Derek and Sheila's example. Especially since they they're not eligible for Medicare at that point. That that's exactly right. Until you know, a until few more years. A few more years. Right. So, so in their situation, they're sitting here with this option. Okay, I could distribute money, Andrew, from my four hundred one k. But if I distribute fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars of income, okay, uh, well, the challenge with that is I could lose ten to fifteen thousand dollars of subsidized insurance premium. So there's one conflict. That's right. Okay. Now. Uh, another one is is should I spend my own money because the market's down? Twenty twenty two hasn't been very pleasant to experience from a market perspective. Should I use that resource um, or, sh you know, and sell the investments or should I turn on the, the flow of social security sooner and permanently reduce the benefit? Now, all of this that we're kind of throwing out here is really to, to build the foundation of this income gap. Once we understand the income gap, then we're going to this, this next big topic called conversion. Okay, what can we do on top of the natural creation of their income to improve the efficiency of tax planning? Yeah, because well, because one thing that um, you mentioned, the government tying certain things. Well, they have also tied um, 
your forced distributions from your retirement accounts. And they've tied it to age of 72. So at age 72, you will be forced, whether you need the income or not, to make distributions from your from your pre-tax retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, TSPs, uh, anything that you have been taxed on. And they will tell you the amount that you have to take out. And if you don't take it out, there's a 50% penalty. So converting, meaning basically taking your traditional accounts and turning them into Roth, allows you to, one, per, uh, permanently reduce your your expected required minimum distributions throughout your retirement, but also now give you the ability to build some tax-free income while you retire that doesn't play calculations into what's considered your income or provisional income with respects to the taxation and your social security. So that's that's a really and there's a good season of life where it really makes a lot of sense to start the conversion process. Now, one thing about about the conversion that some people have hesitations on, I'd say this, Andrew, is the idea of paying the taxes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my gosh, it, it sounds so great, Mo, to have and build this tax-free income for us or tax-free bucket for us. But man, I, I I still have to uh, uh, you know kind of come to the grips that I have to pay the taxes. Well, someone's going to pay the taxes, right? Yeah. It's either going to be you or your next generation if you continue to build these tax deferred accounts. But once you understand that the taxes will have to be paid, paid in the right way, at your own at the, at the the rate that makes sense for you, then you really start to 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 really be able to 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 flourish in the tax system that we have right now. Yeah, you're you're right, and and I think there's several things that people really need to come to grips of before they you know, implement a conversion. You know, one of the things that I think we get com- uh, common as far as questions surrounding this type of strategy is what, you know, first off, is there a limit to what I can convert? And a lot of times people get that confused, right? Because they're thinking about I, uh, IRA or Roth contributions. Exactly. And, and there are limitations to contributions, but there's no limitations to moving money from an IRA to a Roth. So, so clients and, and all of our listeners out there, you guys do have the ability and the option to move money from an IRA to a Roth through the process of a conversion, uh, even if you're under the age of 59 and a half. Here at Asset Management Group, just to talk a little bit about what we do for our clients in, in creating these types of plans, I'll tell you, it's not for everybody. Okay. Um, doing Roth conversions doesn't work for every single client, but for many of our clients who, who do have the assets available, they've put themselves in a good position. They can control the income story to some extent, and it doesn't have to be before 72, but, but it does work better under the age of 72. Our team is diving in just like an accountant or a CPA would at Q1 and Q2 of, of every single year. It's tax season for Asset Management Group. And, and for Asset Management Group, we're jumping in. We're, we're literally building conversions. We're testing the probability of success by measuring two identical scenarios together so that our clients can see the value of conversion. Okay, And, and that's exactly what you need. And if you don't have that, if you don't have a tax map, that looks like that where you can clearly say, Andrew, I get it. Mo, I get it. This is exactly what I need to do to improve the tax efficiency of my assets. Then you're the one that needs to pick up the phone and call right now. The number is 1-800-419-6164. If you call that number, we're going to send you directly to a voicemail to begin with. Okay. Now that seems a little odd, but we're going to let you leave a quick voicemail. Mo, I, my team is going to immediately respond back to you and get you scheduled for a quick 30-minute consultation call for Mo and myself. Now, that call is for the purpose 
of getting the information to build the retirement readiness review as well as the tax map that you're going to get extra in Q4 of 2022. You got to be the first 10 callers to reach out. So if you need it, we're here to help pick up the phone and call. Mo, what do we got coming up next? When we come back, we'll talk about some advice that is being laid out that you should probably just ignore. So stay tuned to hear more. to your retirement untangled it's andrew knight of Moise param here serving you bringing good quality advice every single week we appreciate you guys joining us uh, as we work through at least the first two segments we've been talking about taxes and man i know that's a it's a weight really it's a big topic it affects all of us and 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 our goal is just to make sure that you are being mindful about your situation when it comes to paying taxes you know we're, we're in kind of a crazy season of life right here uh, you know just a few days before thanksgiving and year 2022 and and uh, you know we've been through a lot this year and the reality is is uh, as much as we've been through you know i don't know if the 20 the start of 23 is going to be much different than 22. Um, and so we, we need to be mindful about our money. We need to be mindful about the health of our investments to make sure that that we can continue uh, to, to live the life that we're accustomed to. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, in times like this, we get a lot of misleading truths, if you will. Right. Uh, you know, we talk about some of these on our TV show, Your Retirement Untangled, our podcast, just kind of busting the myths, if you will, about some of these things that we might hear. Um, but let's let's just kind of break some of the fake news if you want to, Mo, <laughs> and uh, I'll let you lead it off. For yeah, us. yeah. One of the ones I hear often is that the Social Security Social Security is dying, and uh, you should definitely claim your benefits as soon as possible because you know you get your money out now before before it runs out. And I and I would say that that myth is something that you really should be explained a little more behind why people might think that the Social Security Trust is on shaky legs. Um, you know, not to go back all the way into history, but, you know, um, Ida Mae Fuller, everyone may know who she is, but she was the first recipient to receive a Social Security check in 1940. But at that time, the Social Security Administration was, it was a little different at that point. At that point, there were 40 employees paying into Social Security to one recipient. But now it's two to one. So two, so two to one right now. And so the math... Is, is very serious when you think about it because now there's, That's a less, big problem. there's less people paying into it at, in relation to how many people are actually receiving uh, a Social Security benefit right now. So that's why some people may think that the Social Security Trust is on shaky legs because th there's more going out than actually coming in. And so I would say that so if you, Social Security has been such a, a, a staple in our economy right now that you know, for it to go away altogether, I think you're talking about a depression that we've never seen in, in the likes, right? Because if you think about it, just 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 on the Social Security Administration's website, they they saying that 40% of one's retirement income is is just solely reliant on Social Security. Mm -hmm. I've seen it where instances of 60, 70, 80% of one's income is solely reliant and based off Social Security. So for it to just go away and evaporate out the gate. I think we're I think we're talking um, uh, a devastation we haven't really seen before. Yeah, we're talking major problems, and and, and really, and also a a administration that would have to say and raise their hands and say we're not going to do anything right to 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 help 
the solvency of the Social Security Trust. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And and you brought up a good point when you were given the story about item A4 in the beginning. And the reality is, is they, they kind of missed it from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you look back on how they structured the system, the rate in which they were paying the benefit, the math behind how they built it, they missed it from the beginning. Okay, so so that may you know we're kind of providing this information, thinking, uh, you know, are we supporting the idea that Social Security is is struggling? The answer is yeah, it is struggling. It is struggling, um, but but I think the government's already kind of shown their hand and their cards, if you will, on what they would be willing to do. I mean, listen, we we live in a society where where as a result of uh, you know our, the way the government and the Federal Reserve works. They, they, they're going to lighten the load. They're going to try to, uh, you know, supplement and assist through the process of printing money. I mean, look at the, Mo, look at the situation we're in right now. Not to, not to get caught off, you know, off track here. But the reality is, is we just went through uh, some pretty challenging seasons of life, unpredictable in year 2020. Well, and what did the government do? They, they immediately said, uh-uh, we got to help. Let's throw seven trillion dollars into the system. Okay, now there's some cause and effects to that. That's that's very much the result of of what we have today in 2022, the the challenges of inflation, the challenges of our markets, and 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 the future challenges of the economy as a result of those types of decisions. But 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 the government's showing what they would do. They're not going to let that burden go through. I think agree agreeing with you in this that they're just going to eliminate social security. Right. Okay. Cause like you said, there's too many people that rely on it, but you know, a number, another one that really is relevant uh, as far as these uh, misleading stories and fake news is, you know, this whole 4% rule or really just, you know, a consistent distribution rate against my assets throughout retirement, which is, I get it. That's the easiest way to think as a consumer, you know, you're thinking, okay, Hey, if I can just get to where I have two million, I can take out four percent. I got eighty grand, right? So I should be good, because because there's people that say, hey, if if as long as you can average four percent, they think about the last decade in the markets, Mo. They say, you know what? Uh, listen, the last decade, the market, even including 2022, is averaged beyond ten percent. So a four percent distribution rate, man, five percent. I got this. Yeah, four percent you know, is easy. Four percent's easy. Okay, but the problem is, is it, when you're in our shoes, okay, now you're thinking about that for yourself. Now imagine the responsibility of a firm like ours, Asset Management Group, at least one should take this to heart. You know, we, we're literally holding uh, the livelihood of our clients, you know, hard-earned lifetime worth of, of, of investments, and they're looking to us to make darn certain that they can stay retired. They're looking to us to say, hey, can I? And they're wanting that answer. And then they're wanting to know that they can stay that way. That's right. And we're literally not, uh, you know, we don't sell them a product and shake their hands and say, good luck. We're literally sitting with them beside them consistently every single we're in the, year. Yeah, we're in the foxhole with them. Yeah, you know, we're in this, the trenches. We're it, in the trenches. You know, when you think about 2020, when the market uh, was down over 30 percent, you know, the 4 percent rule, put it this way, when the market is down or at any season in the market, whether the market's up, market's down, market sideways, clients that are retired need income. And whether the market is down, they still need that income. And so our, our ability to consistently provide that income for them is what we have assigned ourselves the privilege of doing for them. And they have to be confident that we have the strategies in place, no matter what's going on, whether inflation is at 8%, whether inflation is at 4%, whether the market's up 10 and where the market's down 10, 
that we have to have the ability to turn on the income for them consistently over time. And the what what the challenge behind the four percent rule that I see is that in the season right now where they what's the S and P is down at what 17 percent mm-hmm. uh, right now, um, clients aren't asking for less income, right? We still have to deliver that income for them. And so the, the, I think the 4% rule really challenges because it, it, it basically says that you're going to get a consistent rate of return over time, year in and year out. And I think it doesn't take into consideration years like this. And I think it also, also doesn't take into consideration the sequence and when these down years happen in your, in your retirement. And I think it, you're absolutely right. And the, the responsibility that we have, we don't, we're not just falling for some of these little statements out there, the 4% rule automatic, right? So because because we're caring for the well-being of so many people and so many families, what we're doing is we're literally taking, uh, you know, we talk about the retirement readiness review, it's something similar to that, but we're building a financial plan and we're testing the plan, okay? Meaning that we are running it through testing and trials uh, through through a variety of different rate of returns, including different specific returns in relation to history, you know, give an example, you know, we're, have you ever took your goals and finances and tested your ability to be successful from year 2000 to year through that 2022? Have you? Because, I because think most it, people haven't, you know, most people haven't Not you know, they may take the average return over the last two decades and plug that in, but it, but it's incredible. I mean, Mo, I mean, we do this often and, I, and I, you'll have to correct me on the numbers. I could be a little bit wrong here, but, but if you look like from 2000 to 2020, if you take someone who tried to implement a 4% rule, I think they're running out of money in like 12 years Yeah, you know, with an average return of 6%. So the reality is you can literally average somewhere beyond 6% live through the true market risk and market returns of 2000 up until the present time. And if you consistently had to have that distribution rate, which is going to uh, reflect in our next statement, um, you're running out of money. You're running out of money. And, and, that's, and the, huge. that's huge. And, and unfortunately, the, the, the calculators that you find online, you, you mentioned the word average uh, average return. Well, that's those calculators online that, that they're basically implementing 6% consistently every single year. They're not really taking into, into account the true the true numbers, right? The true returns, real that, the real rates that have been that we that we're witnessing, and so that's the challenge that that I think that uh, falling into or or just believing in this four percent rule that if you can take four percent, you're golding throughout retirement. I think that's a myth that we busted, and we will, con- in my opinion, we should continue to bust because that is really that can really mislead. Uh, you know, the viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Mislead a lot of people. And yeah. I think one more we'll throw out there real quick before we, before we move on is uh, expecting expenses to fall. Yeah. Okay. I think we could probably sum this up in just a few <laughs> statements, but, but here's the reality guys. If you are mid fifties, late fifties, early sixties. Okay. And you say to yourself, I'm going to be able to live off of so much less because I'm going to have so much less on my plate. Now, if you're going through the season where kids are in college and, and you still got a lot of debt on the books, like I get it, okay? You may want to be mindful of those things. But if you're in a position where the house is almost paid for, maybe there's a little bit of loan left or it is paid for, the kids are gone, and you're you're knocking down $250,000 a year, okay? Your net take-home is one hundred and seventy grand a year, and, and you look to us and say, yeah, I'm going to build a budget for $75,000, okay? 
My first response to you is, well, why can't you save 75 today? Yeah. Why ain't you saving 100 grand today? And listen, if you want to you wanna test some expense ratios against your assets and projected assets to be able to be successful in retirement, you want to test it? All you do is pick up the phone and call. It's what we do. Retirement readiness review number is 1-800-419-6164. 800-419-6164. Know where you're headed. That's the message. Coming up next, we got Q&A, one of my favorite segments, questions from you guys and answers that we have. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Knight of Moise Perum here every single week with you. Guys, appreciate you staying tuned with us. We are in our last segment, final segment, where we are going to basically jump in with some questions and some answers. Hopefully, uh, these we haven't looked at. We never do, but it's just uh, questions that we get throughout the show, and then they get presented to us right here at the end. So, uh, Mo. Let's go. All right, my friend. Let's go. So, Ralph. Pelham, Alabama. Here's this question, Mo. Are there any other benefits to contributing to a traditional IRA besides deductions? I don't qualify for deductions and would like to make a well-informed decision. He's going to plan to retire here in a few years. He'll be 67 years old. So it sounds like he, he Ralph might be in a position where he's still pretty, pretty high income earner right. and can't quite get that deduction because he makes too much money, according to the IRS. Yeah. So the deduction, so um, the, the benefit I can see uh, funding the, the traditional IRA is the ability to do a backdoor Roth. So if you don't qualify for the deductions, I'm, like Andrew mentioned, you, you probably have a good high income earner, so you can't naturally fund a Roth on your own. So by funding the, the traditional IRA, you're able to contribute to the IRA and then uh, turn around and uh, do a, basically a backdoor Roth, convert that IRA into a Roth. So uh, that's one that's one benefit I can think of off the top of my head. And I, let me throw something else in there, too, because because we covered some of this, a little bit of this in the first two segments. But but a lot of our clients are in this position where they they just are higher income earners and they can't you know implement these types of decisions for deductions. And and sometimes if you're a W-2 income earner, you don't get net 1099, those type of things, then there's there's really nothing that there's not much you can do to avoid the tax. And that's problematic. So your focus just needs to shift to not worrying about how do I pay the least in tax? I'm, I'm not saying you don't need to pay attention to that you should. But a lot is out of your control because the corporation you work for is giving you a W-2. You know, you just got to accept it. All right. Begin to focus on the future health of your investments. That's where you're talking about you know, back to a Roth or, you know, whatever other tools that could could potentially be considered. All right. All right. Good question, Ralph. All right. Andrew, Laurel in uh, Montgomery, in Montgomery, Alabama. I'm 57 with 285000 in a brokerage account, and I'm about, and about the same amount in my 401k. I'm currently maxing out the amount I can put in my employer's retirement plan. However, with the market continuing to go down, I'm wondering if I should just keep more in cash. Now, I understand that with the market down, I'm essentially buying shares on sale. But if the price continues to fall, I don't I won't have the, that long to recoup the loss due to my age. Any thoughts? Yeah, well, so my first statement would be being that, that Laurel, she's 57, 57, 57 years old. Um, obviously we don't, I don't think, I, I don't think you, you gave us exactly when you were wanting to retire. So I'm going to assume, okay, my assumption is going to be your full retirement age, according to social security, which you're born after 1960. So it's going to be age 67. If that's your target, 
um, oh, my friend, you fund the hound out of this thing. Okay. You keep, matter of fact, I, I would be so bold to say that what we could potentially continue to go through. Okay. I don't think it's over yet. We continue to go through over the next, you know, 12, 24 months from this moment could be like your final like slingshot. All right. Let's pull this thing back. Let's keep grinding. Okay. Don't worry about trying to time it. You're not going to be successful. Okay. Period. It's not going to happen. So, so start throwing cash consistently. Now you need to do that. Obviously, I think there's other things that need to be priority, such as let's make sure your emergency funds in place. Let's make sure that, that you can afford to, to sustain living costs for quite some time without violating these investments. Because unfortunately what goes along with a very troubling market and troubling economy is also significant layoffs. Yeah. Significant layoffs and unemployment. So, so I would say, you know, if you do have that, uh, call it 10 year time horizon, this is a huge opportunity. I think the decade is plenty of time for those that don't jump to cash. Uh, but I also think we also need to be mindful about the situation to make sure that everything else is buttoned up and then let's just start saving. All right. Good question though. And, um, all right. So, uh, Hey, one thing about that brokerage account Q4, I know we didn't talk about it in tax, the whole tax segment, one segment too, but, um, you know, we, people need to be thinking about this whole, you know, cost basis, planning at the end of the year, you know, take tax loss harvesting. A yeah. Bit. Some yeah. tax loss harvesting. Thank you. I was, I was looking for that <laughs> tax loss harvesting. Yeah. We need to keep that in the back of our mind as well. So, uh, we got Hugh, uh, Hugh, my business sounds like he's a business owner has a simple IRA for employees who desire to take part. Unfortunately, our advisor has gone radio silent for the past eight months. Mm. The other advisors in the company have been little to no assistance in regard to his whereabouts. That sounds a little sketchy. Yeah. (laughs) I am fairly old school and prefer doing business in person, uh, sitting over here, not too far outside of the suburb of Atlanta. And the account that we have at the firm is 750,000. Is it time to find a new advisor? Oh, yes. Yes. That's pretty simple. You know, um, as an advisor, you don't want to, um, shy away from adversity. And if, if it's been the last eight months, one thing is, is he shying away or she's shying away because the market hasn't been that great and he or she doesn't really have answers to why the accounts are performing the way they're performing. Or they're in Cabo with poor cell service. Or they're in Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> or they're in Cabo with poor cell service. That's right. One of the two. Either way, they should have invited you to Cabo. But, um, but no, yeah, it is time. It is time because your employees – May, or it sounds like your employees have questions. They want some guidance. They want to be able to understand, you know, how their account being impacted by the market. Can they do what Andrew mentioned to uh, Laurel? Is this a good time for me to put more money into my into my accounts? But they're not getting the guidance um, that they should be getting in the service that you're that you are paying for. Your employees are paying for. So it is time. It is the prime time to find a new advisor who actually cares about the success and health of your employees and the plan that you've given them the honor to invest in and uh, service for you. Um, all right. Last, we have Sylvia here in Buckhead. Oh, I'm 53 and concerned I'm not diversified enough. I have both international and domestic stocks, but at the moment, that's all I have. Should I look into real estate investments or precious metals? Thanks. Appreciate your tips each week. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Sylvia. Should I look into real estate investments or precious metals? Um, so diversification is a lot, right? It, you absolutely have to have it. 
Um, owning international and domestic stocks is fine. Obviously, it's it's a season of, you know, you got to stomach it a little bit, Sylvia. You're young, 53 young, hopefully healthy and, and still active and still have the ability to save. Um, you know, real estate, real estate is a great addition, but um, you got to you got to first figure out what what type of uh, what, what type of real estate are you looking to be a part of, you know, because as an investor, you know, there's a lot of different considerations to have when when trying to get and be a part of real estate investing, such as in the market, you could consider things like REITs. Uh, but if you if you don't want to to buy another vehicle that's in you know quote unquote the market that will get you exposed to real estate, then maybe Sylvia you're asking about you know should I buy rental property or should I you know consider flipping homes or should I buy short term or long term mm-hmm. rentals, um, you know and what I would say with that is is that's I think there's probably more to your picture that we would have to understand to give you the advice but you know real estate investing is an incredible incredible way of also creating wealth. That's right. And so I absolutely love it. I, I personally uh, participate in real estate investing and, and think it's a great way to to, you know, round off, if you will, your portfolio. You know, I have a sister here just uh, north of Atlanta who is a, a pretty reasonable size uh, real estate investor. Brother-in-law participates in it quite a bit. So, yeah, I obviously have a passion for it, but but that's a business. You know, it's a business that comes with a lot of responsibilities. It comes with, you know, a lot of things that you got to be, you know, conscious of. And if you've never uh, actually been in the real estate world, I would say, you know, tiptoe in it. You probably want to spend some time on gaining knowledge and understanding of market, market trends. Um, And obviously right now with the feds continuing to increase interest rates, you may want to be cautious uh, about pricing and the projection of real estate pricing going forward. Uh, You know, another thing about precious metals um, you know, this a lot of a lot of things that we've experienced in 2022 are very contradictory to the expectation of what investments should do in moments like these. And you know, when I think of precious metals, or even you probably can even throw commodities in there, um, you know, it just hasn't been what we would like it to be in a world where things are extremely volatile. Yeah, I think of gold, right? People expect that gold should have been, you know, one of the staples as a precious metal to to continue to increase in this in this season of life, but it hasn't. Yeah, you know, gold has been crushed this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think Sylvia, you're asking good quality questions. Before, you know, I would be so bold to say go do this or do that. I would say let's see what you're doing. You yeah. know, do you have twenty grand in stock? And you're looking to diversify? Or are you sitting here with a, you know, two three million dollar portfolio, the ability to continue to invest, and you're wanting to just round this thing off? Okay? Well, I like I like how she's thinking. You know, yeah. she wants to diversify her portfolio overall, and uh, I, I like the way she's thinking. Especially at 53 years old, she has a lot of time on her hands. Absolutely. So good for you. Good for you. Hey guys, listen. You know, we we appreciate you uh, being here with us every single week as we just try our best to bring you good quality information. Uh, more importantly, we're also here to work with you. Okay. Now, some of you guys have financial advisors and that's awesome. We would never want to disrupt a healthy relationship. So if what we're talking about is reassuring what you're currently doing in your plan, excellent. That's what we're looking to do. But for many of you guys, you listen to the show and you say, you know what? I've never considered a tax plan. I don't even know what a tax map is. All I do is see my tax prepare at the end of every year. And you're thinking, I need to, I need to know if my money is structured correctly for, for you guys. You got to pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6165.
1-800-419-6164. We're right. We're waiting here. You're going to call, leave a voicemail for us. We will get it over the weekend. And then as a result, our team's going to reach out to you. It's not going to be someone different. It's going to be Mo and myself connecting with you personally to ensure that we start the readiness, a retirement readiness review process correctly. Hey, be safe. Have a great Thanksgiving. We love you all. Love somebody. Take care. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.